Welcome to 353rd. I'm Anders Brownworth. And I'm Scott Barstow. Scott, what are we talking about? I thought today we'd talk about one of the things that I think is, is good to always hear from people. I get into conversations with lots of people, and one of the first things I always ask them is, what do you do to stay current? Yeah. And current can mean current events. It could be uh, you know, how you stay current in your professional stuff. Just what do you do to stay up? And yeah. And, uh, you know, in line with the times. Right. Yeah. Some of that happens sort of organically and others, uh, other parts of that have to happen on purpose. That's right. I think you're right. I think you're right. So what are the, what are the things you do every day? Where the, what do you, what do you consider like your sources for information? Well, so for me in the Bitcoin industry, of course, I'm wanting to see the price of Bitcoin on a bunch of different exchanges. Uh, because when moves happen or I'm anticipating a move to happen because of some news that's coming out or, or whatever, it, it's a good gauge. So I'll start there. It, that's a very industry specific, of course. And, and then of course I, I read different news sites that talk about Bitcoin. There's uh, CoinDesk and actually, believe it or not, Reddit is, is a pretty good source for unsubstantiated, you know, early news. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. stuff like that, but, um, it doesn't really get, I think, you know, I, I, I sort of overread some of that, uh, just because, you know, maybe it's a slow news day or something. Yeah. Uh, and then I, what do you do? And do wider. you read things like, uh, you know, do you pay attention to stuff like TechCrunch or kind of, no, uh, like the tabloids of the tech industry, as no, I, call it. I I used to, but uh, not much anymore. Really, my go-to is Twitter. Uh, yeah, I, I have a group uh, that I watch on Twitter that that have sort of taken the place of that. I got burned out on the whole. Well, we're doing a startup, and um, you know, with fifty million other people, and it always comes to nothing. The way I like to see trends playing out has more to do with, you know, watching GitHub and, or, you know, why Combinator uh, links to GitHub projects that are starting. These are people are actually doing something and making the, the product visible. So I'm, I'm less and less tracking what the brand new startups are doing and, and much more interested in what brand new projects I can compile and run myself and understand. Yeah, what I about you? A, I think that's I think that's right. I probably tuned out from TechCrunch and all of those news rags probably a year and a half or two years ago. Yeah, I think the reason for me was all you ever see in there is press releases. Right, it's not really news. All they're doing, and you see this from the inside when you see how PR works, is that really what gets published on TechCrunch is very rarely something that's insightful. Or newsworthy, it's really just them regurgitating what they what they're being sent. Yeah, and and then they might write a piece, they might write something about it. But generally, what's happening is somebody's somebody in someone's PR department is pushing a press release to them, and then a and then a news reporter or a reporter from TechCrunch or one of these other things will just yeah, do a falls. do a little yeah. bit of story on it and maybe editorialize a bit. But there's really not a, a whole lot of original thinking. So. I think the for me it's the exact same thing. I spend I've got a I've got a list on Twitter that I call sources, mm-hmm. and I put everybody that I feel like uh, I have to pay attention to what they're saying. Um, I put them in that list, and I'll share my list out. I'll share the link to my list out, and it'd be cool if you did the same thing. Sure. We'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that that list is highly curated. I take, um, for instance, I used to have Tim O'Reilly on that list, and uh, what I found was that first of all, Tim's an amazing guy, but he loves to edit, editorialize about politics all the time. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't need to hear your opinions about politics, so off you go. Um, so for me, Twitter is. I think for I think for anybody that's uh, living in the modern era, Twitter really is the best news source there is. Yeah, uh, and, uh, because you can create your own list, you can search, and this and when something's happening that's need that you need to pay attention to, it's typically trending on Twitter. Yeah, there's a there's a, a fight going on in a sense. Uh, everybody's talking about how Twitter's users are have plateaued, and a lot of people are saying, "Well, I heard about this, that, or the other thing on Facebook." I'm like, Facebook, jeez, I never use Facebook. It seems like uh, you know, because it always seemed to target a, you know, it was a solution to a problem I didn't have. Yeah, but more and more people are kind of pointing to Facebook as something similar like that. I, not in the tech world, though. In yeah. every other world. Yeah. What do you do for What do you do for just general news? Do you Circa? Circa, Circa on, yeah. on the such iPhone. a good app. Yeah, such a good app. Circa has taken over. I mean, yeah. It, it really, it's just news done right on mobile. Yeah. Um, and and the way that you can you know, tune in and follow and, a yeah. story. Um, yeah. And you can, you know, what's great is as a story develops over the course of a week or something like that, you just keep getting these pings when something material happens. Right. And you don't have to be checking it all the time. Right. So it's, um, it's Twitter-ish in that way. You're kind yep. of following a, you know, a story or a topic or yep. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very, my other, yeah. my other go-to news source is the Wall Street Journal. Uh-huh. Uh, which I read, I try to read at least the the opinion page there almost every day. Really? Yeah, really? and I uh. yeah almost every yeah. day. And there's there's a few guys on there. There's a guy named James Toronto, mm-hmm. who's probably my favorite writer right now in terms of just you know people who write and editorialize on things. Yeah, he's you know, he's highly caustic and uh, you know sarcastic, and so he's the kind of writer that I like, but also just absolutely brilliant thinking. Yeah, uh, at least. I think he's brilliant because it lines up with uh, probably the way I see the world. But, mm-hmm. um, but I think the for me the Wall Street Journal. I put the Wall Street Journal in the same category in terms of just the ability to report news as like the BBC. Mm-hmm. If you go yeah, to the front sure. page of the Wall Street Journal, it's not a lot of uh, grandiose headlines or you know it's not CNN where they're trying to grab your attention and get you to <laughs> click through hundred times and watch yeah. a video. It's really just news. Yeah. Um, and then the editorials—that's that's a political or that's a that's a point of view that you either agree with or don't. But yeah. I find their reporting on news to be more or less unbiased, right? To the extent that anyone is. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's interesting. I I don't I don't read the journal. I huh. do, maybe I should take a look at that. Yeah. What about listening to things? What do you listen to? Yeah, like, so uh, I listen to Three Fifty Third, which is this great podcast that uh, these two guys do. <laughs> um, no, seriously, I think the podcast for me. You know, we started doing this what three or so years oh, no. ago. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah, and podcasts were had kind of. Uh, I guess people thought they had plateaued, and I think what people are finding now is, and this is definitely true of me, that podcasting. Or podca- listening to podcasts is, for me, one of the best uses of my time. So mm-hmm. I listen to the things I listen to religiously are 
uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and he does this. He has the ability to get these amazing people uh, for interviews. And so I was listening the, the two in the last month that are absolutely must listens are he interviewed Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, I heard was, that show, which was just amazing. You think Arnold's this guy? You know, he looks like a meathead, a talks meathead. like a meathead. Yeah, yeah. and you find, come to find out he's really just a really smart dude yeah and everything he's done is intentional and every you know he's just got this really amazing story yeah so that was one and then uh probably uh my favorite maybe my favorite episode of tim ferris's all time is the one i just listened to last night which is his interview with matt mullenweg yeah of wordpress fame sure. and automatic who's you know just a remarkable guy and they spent that was a two hour interview, and I could have listened for another three hours. Just yeah. really good stuff. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. So I well, I first of all, I listened to those. Uh, well, not the uh, Matt Mullenweg one, but I listened to a couple of uh, Tim. I don't li- listen to Tim Ferriss uh, religiously. I thought the Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger show was really fascinating, just interesting because, uh, especially, you know, what his most uh, uh, profitable film has been which is not Terminator yeah. 2. Right, it was twins. Twins. How crazy is totally. that? Yeah, and and for for the reason that you were you're stating he's very uh, you know, very deliberate and he's saying, "Okay, I want to do this. And I want to explore comedy or whatever." Yeah, I want to make and I I think I'm funny. People tell me I'm funny, so I'm going to make a comedy right. movie. And he did and and he ended up owning that one little does anybody know but he was a millionaire before he was a movie star and before he was you know like he was he became uh rich in in real estate something That's right. I, I never never yeah. knew so i did some quick research very very quickly uh episode one of 353rd was april 19th of 2011 wow yeah so, so this is, we're coming up on four years yeah that's yeah. that's that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So for me, Tim Ferriss is a big one. Uh, yeah. I also listened to the Twist podcast, which yes. is this week in startups. Yeah, um, I just started listening to that on your suggestion. Uh, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. 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 So Jason yeah. Calacanis uh, again has some. He tends to interview really kind of top flight people, hmm. and uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess for me, it's the what I like most out of. Uh, out of podcasts is I want to hear the inside story from people that I probably couldn't at least write, you know, it'd be difficult for me to get in the room with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even if I did, they probably wouldn't spend an hour talking to me. Yeah. Uh, So I like, you know, I like listening. uh, And the twist podcast that was really good was um, if you get a chance, listen to the glue mobile podcast on twist. The, so they're the glue mobiles, the guys that, uh, started the Kim Kardashian game, hmm. and he goes into a ton of depth about how they came to be involved with Kim Kardashian and this monster they've created with her app, hmm. and how they see the world of gaming changing over the next five to ten years. The guy's just a brilliant thinker, and has always been at the leading edge of what's going on. Anyway, yeah. I'm not a big gamer, but uh, but everybody plays games. I've got some games on my phone. Um, and you know that you use to kind of pass the time yeah, when you're game, riding sure. on the train yeah. or whatever. And he's a really interesting guy. So those are my those are the two that I tend to not miss. Mm. What about you? Yeah, there's there's not another one that I that I don't miss except for my other podcast with with Horace Dedu, uh, the Critical Path, which is I, I that was one I 
didn't miss an episode of before I started hosting it. So it yeah, was that's a great one. Yeah, it's 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 quite uh, you know I hate to say it's quite good, but it's amazing. <laughs> uh, well, Horace is just a guy that you know he goes into such depth. He goes into depth about you know you can pretty much spin the roulette wheel, pick the topic, and and uh, he'll yeah. he'll be your Wikipedia. That's right. So if you want to really talk about you know Poland yeah. in the nineteen thirties, yeah, he's, uh, he he's can, got he it. He can go for you know an hour on that topic. You can you just, can tell you yeah you can talk about airplanes built by Poland in the nineteen thirties and he'll that's right yeah so. So, uh, fascinating guy, and and what the topic there. If for those of you who don't know, a critical path is a looking at the largely through the mobile ecosystem, i.e., Apple uh, and the iPhone and other products, and how how they handle things and how the rest of the industry handles things because it's quite different. Uh, what what uh, Apple is trying to do. Uh, you know, most companies out there, their goal is to sell as many as humanly possible. And here's a company that's kind of not really trying to be the unit's leader. They're, they're, you know, if their target is anything, it's kind of the, let's, how do we, how do we, uh, uh, delight the customer? It's a, a different sort yeah. of a mentality and they're okay to be a premium product and they think the yeah. market will come to them. And it does. I mean, they're, they're biggest company in the world right now. Yeah, who are the uh, who are the top two or three people, uh, whether in Bitcoin or wherever, that you pay attention to? Who are the people that you're like, oh, I gotta if this guy says it, it matters. Mm. Top two or three is tough. I would say that. Well, so let me take a different tact. Okay, I live a block away from MIT. When I go over there, I go over there all the time for just everything that that looks interesting you just take a stroll down the hall and look at the bill the billboards and see what's going on and and there's always something compelling so one time i remember i went over to uh the there's a wireless group there they're working on on radio technologies and this is at a time when of course i was working for a telecom so i went over and it was sort of a uh a uh, you know, some kind of affair or something. And they had a few speakers and, and I got to talking to some people and I ended up sitting right down next to the guy that uh, edits the MIT technology review, uh, the, the head editor there. And, and he was quite compelling. There's a lot of stuff that, that, I mean, he's sort of doing, I mean, he's not doing the same thing that I was. He's obviously a journalist, but uh, just looking at really interesting uh, stories and coming out of that, there, there was a, I mean, just to start, Megamima, which is a, proje- a project that demonstrates, doesn't tell you theoretically in a paper, it demonstrates with actual hardware and, and software that there is no spectrum limit. You can put an, an unlimited amount of information in any radio bandwidth, which is a, a, an intensely disruptive idea for, uh, for the, the carriers, for the you know, because carriers spend billions of dollars on slices of spectrum ver- that are very tiny, and they buy it from the government. Here's a way to make that be, you know, all you need is one, and now you have an infinite amount of spectrum. Uh, quite impressive things. There's There are a ton of other projects that came out of that one little thing. And so when I, what what will happen is I'll go to some meeting like that, or I'll, I'll sit in on a class or I'll, uh, speak with somebody that's working on, 
you know, some, some new thing that I have an interest in. And then I'll just deep dive after that. I'll go home and I'll really learn what that industry is like. And I'll, and, and so this is, you know, reading a lot of web pages really. And, yeah. and occasionally watching a few YouTube videos that's been coming up. Uh, more and more frequently when people just explain things concisely what they're working on in a YouTube video. Um, and then out of that, I'll, I'll end up, you know, I'll try usually going into something for a reason and, and going in a direction. This is how I got into Bitcoin. I, you know, dove into papers and I dove into the code and, you know, I, I understood what was going on. My intention initially was to understand it by setting up mining and figuring out how that worked mm. and and which happens to be a pretty good way to get into bitcoin if you're interested it's not profitable but it's a good way to do it uh so so that's that's really what i'll do i'll i'll dive very deeply into a a, a certain topic and it's not i mean it's hard to bring that down to like three people um but uh i'll ask the same question of you give me your three Okay, uh, so one would definitely be uh, Nassim Taleb. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So he's a guy that, uh, so I've read, uh, I read um, his book, Anti-Fragile. I've, I'm in the process of reading Black Swan, uh, and there's, there's one other one uh, of his that I've read. Just uh, He's one of these guys that he will challenge every single thing that you believe and he has a his way of thinking is you know 5 to 10 notches above where i am and so for me i like to the people that i like to pay attention to are the people that make me sort of uncomfortable and make me feel stupid yep. um because then it's like okay well what am i missing or how why are they thinking about the what's going on here in a completely different way that captures the big picture and i'm down here sort of you know, rolling around in the grass and trying to <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on. And these guys are, you know, flying a plane, flying a jet plane by. Um, and so he's a guy for me, for one, that uh, I, look, I pay attention to everything he does. I read everything he puts out. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's on Twitter or a book or any other format. I'll, I'll pay attention to it. I think the, the other one that comes to mind uh, would be maybe one or two guys that are part of Andreessen Horowitz. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them would be Benedict Evans, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, just a really smart guy in the mobile space. Um, and if generally, if it's happening in mobile, he's paying attention to it. He's right there. You know, Generally, the conversations that Horace Deju has, Benedict Evans is a part of. Yep. Uh, so they're, uh, they're kind of, uh, you know, they are uh, the same, you know, just heavy-duty analysts that get, down in the weeds on the numbers and then are able to boil all of that stuff up into something meaningful in a, you know, Twitter post. Mm -hmm. So yeah. he'd be, he'd be another one. Um, Tim Ferriss for me is a guy I've followed ever since I read the four hour work week. I just like the way that he uh, sort of explores the world and does crazy stuff. And so he's another guy that, Generally, I'll I'll read most everything he puts out because I think he challenges you know he challenges the status quo in a number of uh, in a number of ways as well. So those are kind of, that's a sampling of uh, some of the things that I pay attention to. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. Uh, uh, so Nassim Taleb, absolutely. There's another there's another guy 
who is similar, and I can't quite remember his name, so I'm sure that's quite not not very interesting. Uh, Duke guy, um, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, <laughs> in the same sort of a, uh, uh, I'm gonna have to find him. Let me find him. Yeah. Another guy is um, that I've just gotten into lately is Dan Ariely. That's it. Uh, That's who it is. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, predictably yes. irrational guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That guy's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm just reading predictably irrational right now, and yeah. I've burned through that in um, – uh, I'll finish it today. So it's, I've been yeah. reading it for two, three days. Yeah, it's and really good. And, and it's you, really you good. you hear him speak, it's, it's, he's very interesting as well. Similarly, I mean, he's just got really great – uh, stories and definitions of why things are the way they are. Another guy that's like that in the uh, Bitcoin space is uh, Andreas Antonopoulos, uh, oh. and who's who's quite you know he's kind of become quite the spokesperson for Bitcoin, and just has a, a really interesting way of explaining things. You know, I remember the first time I heard about Bitcoin and, uh, you know, or somebody asked me about Bitcoin rather. And, you know, I said, okay, I got really excited. You know, oh, it was great. You know, there's, a, there's this thing, there's a blockchain, you can send money and then, and then there's mining and, you know, there's 25 Bitcoin. And, you know, pretty soon I'm like way down this rabbit hole and, you know, everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy because it has, you know, people's eyes glass over. Uh, this guy... Uh, Andreas Antonopoulos can really break it down and explain what is a, a incredibly complex topic in a very understandable way. It's not a simple way. It's an understandable way. So yep. you can pick it up. Yep. So he, he just wrote a book actually called Mastering Bitcoin with O'Reilly and Associates. Mm. Really good. Uh, check it out, especially for, for there are two books about uh, cryptocurrency. One is, is, Andreas, and that book, the first two chapters, Mastering Bitcoin, the first two chapters, if somebody is more technical and wants to understand what Bitcoin is, just read the first two chapters and then put the book down. It's really all you need to, to know. Um, if, you, if your mom or your dad asks you, hey, what is Bitcoin? There is, a, there is another book uh, that you want to get about um, Bitcoin, whose, which name, again, escapes me. I'm going to find it. Um, You're unprepared today. I know. I'm totally unprepared. I didn't know we were going to talk about Bitcoin this much, you know? Um, Do we ever have a show where you don't talk about Bitcoin? Oh, no, that's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Age of Cryptocurrency by mm. Paul Vigna and Michael J. Casey. Not Michael really, J. Fox. No, close though. The age of cryptocurrency is is why uh, digital money matters in the global economic you know world. It, it's really very very good. Uh, you should pick that one up if you keep hearing about Bitcoin, haven't had the time, and you don't want a technical recitation. Yeah, that's the book to go to because it's it's why it matters. Yeah. So yeah, excellent. Compelling. Um, any uh, anything else you can think of, like the th any any other go to daily go tos uh, for you, um, whether it's news or sites or Reddit's a big one. I mean, there's yeah. so much stuff there. I'm not really a daily go to person very much, but yeah. uh, but Reddit 
I suppose I, I I look at Reddit a bit and then I don't look at it for a while and yep. then I look at it. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way. It's yeah. it's I jump in, hey, this is interesting, and then two hours later you've wasted a bunch of time. I'm sure. like, oh, I don't need to go back there again. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Excellent. I mean, yeah, well that that mirrors the way that I do things. I'll 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 get interested in a topic and then I'll deep dive for a while on it and then, you know, so that that's pretty much the way that it works. Uh, yeah. You know, deep dives would generally be three, three to six months and something like that. And then, you know, probably build something out of it. So I guess the reading sort of follows that. Anyway. Yeah. And I tend to skip across things. Um, you know, Hey, that's interesting. And then I'll forget about it and then I'll come back to it again. Right. A lot uh, of that happens. Yeah yeah. 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 All right. Excellent. Well, um, thanks everybody for listening and we'll be back with a new show uh, soon till next show.